The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. Ross are brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. Ross are brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a free-to-play app that lets you bet on all your favorite NFL player props for a chance to win awesome prizes. Download the app today over at betterfantasy.com SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com SGPN. Ross were brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io SGPN. That's SoBet.io SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, January 19th, currently 1035 on the East Coast. A huge NBA slate tonight of 13 games. And to break it all down here with me is my esteemed co-host and colleague, Terrell Furman Jr. Terrell, how are you feeling this Wednesday evening, buddy? I'm feeling great. I am a... I need an update on the JB Bickerstaff tracker. I need an update because don't look now, but the Cleveland Cavaliers are a game and a half back from first place in the Eastern Conference. JB Bickerstaff, four to one still. Okay. All right. We're still four to one. It who it might a hey, look that might change after tonight. If they get if they get a dub tonight, that might change. They are a game and a half back from first place in the Eastern Conference. That is insane. They had just uh, surpassed their also their win total uh, when they beat Brooklyn the other night. So uh, check that off them. I think this is very very reminiscent, and I think you could relate to this also. It's very reminiscent of what Tibbs did last year with uh, the New York Knicks. Absolutely. That was the contrast that I made to them this whole this whole season. I said that they were the Knicks of last year and they're I mean, they're even better than the Knicks of last year. We didn't talk about the Knicks of last year being in contention for first place. Mm-hmm. Like, we, they were very, very good, but we always assumed that they were like middle of the pack, you know, playoff team playing very, very well. But this team is in contention for first place right now. They're healthy. They're playing their style of basketball and doing what they do well and they're getting wins at the same time. So uh, I love this Cleveland team. Love it. Yeah, they, they had a uh, big victory over the uh, Brooklyn Nets on Monday on their home floor. Uh, obviously, without Kevin Durant, buddy, when you still have Kyrie Irving and James Harden out there, the team that the Brooklyn Nets have, very impressive win. And The Nets uh, low-key suck. The Nets uh, low-key suck. On the road, I mean, I guess spread, it's been really bad for them, but um, they're no, probably they up the wins, but they haven't been impressive wins. I'll say that. They low key suck, man. When I look at this roster, I'm not even gonna hold you. Like they low key suck. I'm not even gonna hold you. When I look at this roster and I look at outside of like the top three, four when Joe Harris comes back, 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, I guess you could throw Patty Mills in there. Yeah. Was, when I start looking at the rest of this roster, I'm like, uh, I mean, these guys are all right. Like, we get the Lakers a lot of shit, but they don't, Brooklyn don't really have too much shit around their roster as either, <laughs> to be honest. So, uh, yeah, but I, I think it's tough for them because they have those, the big three there. And then after that, when you have to pay the amount of money that you do, there's a significant fall off after that, especially with the role players that are going to be around them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're still talking about Blake Griffin and Marcus Aldridge in 2022. So, uh, two guys who career probably thought would have fired by now. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I think the Nets kind of suck, actually. <laughs> I don't think they're really, <laughs> they're really that good. Uh, I really don't. And it's a lot of people that still say it's like Brooklyn Nets or the field for the NBA championship. And- oh, give me the field. Yeah, I like the field. I really, really, I like the field for the Eastern Conference, to be yeah. honest. I don't, yeah, right I mean, now. Bucks, Go ahead. Oh, the Bucks? I was like, the Bucks? Yeah. I could see them taking them to seven again in a series and having a good series against the Bucks. I can see the Bulls fully healthy when the Bulls are fully healthy, giving them, giving them some games. The Miami Heat, the Miami Heat I can give them some games. So, oh, yeah. I mean, there's... And we didn't even talk about the 76ers. And mm-hmm. we'll see if, if they turn Ben Simmons into something productive that will help them this year, yeah. then, oh, my gosh, look out for the 76ers. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think – I think they're a little overrated. Yeah, one through six right now, Terrell, in the Eastern Conference are separated by two and a half games. Right now, Chicago and Miami are tied for the number one spot. Uh, Brooklyn's half a game back. Cleveland, one hey, and a half. Don't look. Don't look now, but there goes that Miami first – First seat in the Eastern Conference. It I want to see in play what it their futures are. Yeah, you could still get fourteen to one on Miami to win the championship right now, and for the Eastern Conference for them uh, to win the East uh, in the playoffs. I mean, it's at plus five fifty. They're the third favorite behind the Nets and then the Bucks. So um, definitely a lot more competitive in the Eastern Conference than in the Western Conference, but. Um, Let's recap our picks from the Monday pod. Uh, pretty, pretty good day for us on Monday. Um, I'll start with yours. Uh, your lock was the Raptors at plus three. Uh, a little unfortunate there. The free throws came into uh, the free throws pretty much decided who was going to cover that game in the end. Uh, yep. The Raptors dropped the game 104 99. Uh, which was a really fun game to watch. I don't know if you guys are, or the listeners got to watch this game, but uh, this was a very good competitive game. Uh, we talked about these Raptors having their guys back healthy. They only won seven deep uh, in this game. Uh, starters played heavy, heavy minutes in this game for the uh, Raptors. Siakam, 42 minutes. Scotty Barnes, 39. Fred Van Vliet, 41. Um, but it was... Wasn't good enough. Um, Jimmy Butler, that game for the Miami Heat, dropped a triple-double, 19 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. Saw the return of Bam Adebayo. He played 32 minutes, uh, scored 14 points, grabbed nine rebounds. Um, but, yeah, Miami gets the victory there. But uh, your uh, dog for the day was the Atlanta Hawks. And Atlanta Hawks plus 180 cashes as they got the victory on MLK Day over the Milwaukee Bucks, 121-114 in this game. Trey Young, 30 points, four rebounds, and 13 assists. 
uh, got some help from DeAndre Hunter. We talked about that, Terrell, that getting Hunter back is going to be really big for this team, and he scored 20 yep. points for them. Yep. Uh, and then all five starters in double figures for the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, they took care of business, like we said, outright win for the Atlanta Hawks at plus 180. Uh, for my two picks, I had the Clippers minus one and a half against the hosting the Indiana Pacers in the early game there. Did their best to give it away here, Terrell, but at the end, the Clippers uh, got the victory over the Pacers, uh, 139-133. That's in regulation. There was no overtime in this game, 139-133, to 272 points scored in this game. Uh, Clippers were led by Nick Batum, of all people, 32 points. Uh, he had five rebounds, all five starters, again, in double figures. Uh, Marcus Morris dropped 21. Reggie Jackson added 26. Three guys on the bench had nine points each for the uh, Clippers to get the victory there. And then my dog, I took the Washington Wizards over the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, they get the victory over uh, Joel Embiid and the Sixers there. Pretty much in control throughout this game, Terrell. Um, yep. Wizards got the victory 117-98. Kyle Kuzma, man, 15 points, 16 rebounds for the uh, Washington Wizards. They had, let's see, seven different guys in double figure. So a great team effort and victory there for the Washington Wizards. So overall, three and one for us on the uh, Monday pod. Uh Hopefully we can continue that uh, into these Wednesday night games. But any other thoughts from the Monday schedule, Tura? Yeah, uh, not really. It cut. It felt like we were we kind of were on the money with a lot of those games. It was some of them that were just kind of off. But uh, the the Pelicans blowing that game against the Celtics, I just don't understand how <laughs> they did that. But, you know, it's going to be times where the Celtics actually cover a game. I know that. So, hey, give them that one, but be ready to fade at all times. <laughs> yeah, pretty good week for us so far uh, over on uh, the picks for Tally site. Uh, overall, I am 10-4 and four against the spread. Uh, had a really good uh, Monday. Um Yesterday, I know both of us had the Pistons very, very close towards the end of the game there for them to cover, but they lose by 16. Look, Rodney, Rodney Magruder is a DJ. He was doing his damn best to get us that cover. <laughs> I was watching that game. Rodney Magruder was doing his fucking best to get us that cover. He really was. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was close. I was watching the score towards the end of this game, um, and yeah, I was like, well, the Pistons are going to mess around and get this back to cover, uh, back to cover for us. But uh, uh, Warriors to, got 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 the cover by just a half a point. Um, they won they won the game one hundred two eighty six. So uh, only two games on the schedule yesterday. Uh, we both had the Knicks as oh sorry I had the Knicks plus three. You took a Minnesota minus two, and the uh, Timberwolves won that game by two points exactly one twelve one hundred two. Um, that was a fun game to watch. Um, you know, a lot of cat uh, had a big game. Anthony Edwards, uh, Julius Randle had a great second half for the New York Knicks, but that was a fun game to watch as well. So went way through the point here, uh, 13 game schedule tonight in the NBA Terrell, anything else, uh, between the last two days you want to mention or get off your chest before we dive into these Wednesday night games? No, I'm good. Let's go. All right. Let's dive into this absolutely big schedule tonight in the NBA. Uh, let's start it off here with 
the Brooklyn Nets headed to Washington to take on the Wizards, where this game opened up as a pick. Currently seeing the Wizards are now favored by minus one, minus one and a half at some spots. Total up to 233 and a half, 234. Let's check the injury report for both of these squads. Uh, Nick Claxton continues to be out for the Brooklyn Nets. DeAndre, DeAndre Bembry is questionable uh, with back spasms for the Brooklyn Nets. For the Washington Wizards, pretty clean injury report. Everybody is back and healthy for this squad. Um, let's start with the spread here, Terrell. Minus one for the Washington Wizards. What are you thinking? Yeah, um, minus one. So money. So I've seen this at uh, two for the Wizards earlier. And I guess money's coming in on Brooklyn. Not really that surprising. But, yeah, give – no, give me Washington. Um, Like I said, I just don't think – I think the Nets are very overrated. I really – I just look at this roster and I look at how they're playing, and I just think they're very, very overrated. They're extremely top-heavy. And if those guys that are – and, I mean, honestly, even if those guys are on, even if you let Kyrie and – James Harden scored 30 points each. That ain't nothing but 60 points. <laughs> yeah. Like that's that that's nothing. That's nothing but 60 points. Mm, drop my phone. That's nothing but 60 60 points. Like, mm-hmm. so if you're shutting everybody else down, they're bottom 10 in bench scoring in the league in the last five games. Last five games, they're giving up 115 points. That's 24th in the NBA. The Wizards are giving up 107. That's 15th. Now, both of these teams are scoring. Last five, 116 for the Nets and 113 for the Wizards. That's second and seventh, um, respectively. Yeah. So they're both putting up a bunch of points. Wizards, slightly better defensive team. And that's partially because the the Wizards can defend three. Their fourth best team defending three at 30.5%. Four best in the NBA. Whereas the Nets shoot it the third best at 39%. So that's going to be a battle right there. And I think that's going to be the tail of the tape. Can the Wizards get out there and defend the Nets at the three-point line? Because that's where the Nets do like to do a lot of their damage, and they try to outshoot you in games. Um, I just don't think the Nets are that good. I really, really just don't think the Nets are that good. I think they are, especially without KD, and they have Kyrie for this game because they're yeah. on the road. Mm-hmm. I'm very concerned on what this Nets future looks like. Very, very concerned. It's going to be a battle for the Brooklyn Nets being without uh, Kevin Durant for about four to six weeks here. And the lucky part for the the Brooklyn Nets here is that 11 of the next 14 or now uh, 10 of the next 13 games are, are going to be on the road where they're going to have Kyrie available. But like you mentioned, outside of James Harden, uh, Kyrie Irving, they need to get contributions from other guys. And who's going to be that guy's going to step up? Yeah, they have Patty Mills, but that that – falls a lot of pressure on the young guys that they have in this lineup, whether it's Kessler Edwards, whether it's Dayron Sharp, uh, whether it's Cam Thomas, whether it's uh, Patty Mills or, or you know, the two veterans and Blake Griffin, LaMarcus Aldridge. So, um, yeah, on the road right now, this is not a good defensive team, like you mentioned, in the Brooklyn Nets. So I do, again, like the short, short favorite here for the Washington Wizards. Uh, like you mentioned, these two teams are top 10 over the last five games in offensive efficiency. Uh, Brooklyn is number one, Washington number seven. And then uh, as far as pace goes, uh, Washington is at number 11, but uh, Brooklyn number 14. 
the defensive woes I think are going to continue here for the Brooklyn Nets. And I also do like the uh, Wizards team total here of, let me see if I can pull that number up of 117 and a half. It, it seems like a big number, but um, in their last game against the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, they put up 114 themselves. Washington, I think is a better def- uh, offensive team than Cleveland. Um, so I, I do like the over in this game as well. You know, Brooklyn is going to get theirs, but I think Washington comes out and takes care of business in this game uh, against the Brooklyn Nets. I think this is another team or another. Yeah, I think another team we can say in Washington that like, likes to get up against these Eastern Conference opponents, just like, you know, Memphis does in the Western Conference, uh, Terrell. But anything else for this game? Yeah, Wizards fifth in points in the paint. They're going to no interior defense for the Nets at all. I expect the Wizards to get to the cup and get to the cup often. So I like it. Yeah, currently trying to see how many points over the last five at least the Brooklyn Nets are allowing inside the paint. They're sixteenth uh, overall. Yeah. Which is uh below average. So yeah, I, I like that. I can see Kuzma attacking the basket, Bradley Beal, Spencer Didwe, all those guys. Uh let's move on to the next game here, Terrell. Spencer we- Dinwiddie had a bad game against them earlier this season. I think he was like three for thirteen, something like that, ten points, something something very bad. Let's. I, I could get behind a Spencer get done with the game today. Revenge angle. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Um, let's get over to the next game. We have the Orlando Magic headed to Philly to take on the Sixers. We're currently, I'm seeing the Sixers are favored by 11 and a half uh, to 12 points here tonight against the Orlando Magic. Seeing a total of around 213 and a half. Uh, let's check the injury report for both these teams. Wendell Carter Jr. is questionable with left hamstring soreness uh, for the Philadelphia 76ers. Danny Green is out. Shake Milton continues to be out. And Matisse Thibel is also out with a right shoulder sprain for the Sixers. Um, let's start with the spread here, Terrell. Minus 11 and a half for the uh, Philadelphia Sixers at home. They make it so hard. They make it so hard to back them. The, the magic do because they, they're given these large spreads and there's times that they can, they could cover there's times that they can't but it just seems like this is just a bad matchup for them it seems like everything that the magic somewhat do well the 76ers do well as well magic fifth best team in uh opponents points in paint and mm-hmm. the 76ers 11th best team in opponents points in the paint and magic third worst team off the off the turnover, allowing opponents to get to get points off the turnover, and the 76ers, eighth best team, they're scoring off of the turnover. So like, it just they're not. It just seems like whatever the Magic are gonna have their hands full in this one. Yeah, I am concerned because 76ers are still one of the worst rebounding teams in the league. Even with Joel B, they're still one of the worst rebounding teams in the league. Mm-hmm. So uh, eleven and a half is steep. I'm gonna take it. No, no. I'm I'm gonna lay it eleven and a half with the 76ers. I think 76ers are a little bit reeling, gonna try to get back bounce back after that ugly loss to the Wizards at home. Magic been playing well, but I think this is a spot with that defense of the 76ers and how they like to control the pace of the game and get really good shots up. I think 76ers can slowly pull away in this game. Yeah, this is a third matchup between these two teams this season. Uh or sorry, Philly has won both of these games uh, back on November 29th uh, or uh, 
Philly won 101-96 as a 14-point favorite. Did not cover that spread. Uh, they did play back on January 5th um, where they were, the Sixers were an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. They won that game by 10 points, 116-106. So now the third matchup. Maybe I'll dig in a little more into that uh, those stat boxes and see if anything kind of stood out. I really want to see if Wendell Carter Jr. Uh, plays tonight because if he doesn't, uh, I think, again, like you said, that they might have their hands full with Joel Embiid tonight um, with only Mo Bamba out there to try to uh, contain Joel Embiid. Um, I'll lean with the Magic here, getting the 11 and a half. I know they haven't been playing well as of late um, or, or covering spreads, but at least on the road so far this season, 16 and 11 against the spread, 16 and 11 as road underdogs. Uh, and Philly has struggled this season at home, uh, covering spread, seven and 11 against the spread, and two and sorry, five and seven as home favorites. So, um, away for the window, Carter Jr. news, uh, but I'm leaning right now with the uh, Orlando Magic in this game. Thoughts on the total here, Terrell? <sighs> you're, you're, you're taking, you're getting me, you're getting me. <laughs> uh, Damn, I do kind of want to go magic. Fuck it. All right, magic. I'm with you. you okay. I'm with magic. <laughs> All uh, right, total, Orlando magic. Total. Uh, no, I don't have any thoughts. What's you? You're a total guy. Uh, yeah, I, I probably stay away from here or pass on this one. Um, I do kind of want to highlight the first half trends here. Uh, or at least the points that these two teams are scoring in the first half. Orlando, over the last three games, only averaging 48 points in the first half. Uh, and Philly is right at 51 over their last three games um, in the first half. They're averaging about 54.3 at home, so possibly look at a first half under maybe in this game. But as far as total, don't really like much um, um, as far as the total for this for this game. And we're both leaning with the magic here in this game. Um, anything else for this game, Terrell? No, no, let's go. All right, let's move on to your favorite team, the Charlotte Hornets visiting your favorite team, the Boston Celtics. Uh, we have a opening line of four and a half. Uh, see some minus threes, minus three and a halves uh, for Boston at home. Let's check the injury report first. Uh, we have uh, Aaron Neesmith questionable tonight for the Boston Celtics. Marcus Smart is also Beyond. questionable. Uh, with the health and safety protocols. I know um, Robert Williams missed the last game, I believe, but he is active for tonight. For the Charlotte Hornets, everybody is a go, except for Kelly Oubre Jr. He's still in health and safety protocols, listed as officially questionable for tonight. Um, Start with the side here, Terrell. Minus three and a half for the Boston Celtics hosting the Charlotte Hornets. What are you thinking? This is going to be a defensive-ass game which is crazy to say from the Hornets. But last five games, Hornets are fourth in opponents' points per game, 101.2 points per game. Mm-hmm. First in opponents' turnovers, mm-hmm. ninth in opponents' fast break points, and seventh in opponents opponent points in the paint. Boston in, in the same span. Sixth in opponents' points per game, 103 points per game. Sixth in opponents' three-point percentage, 30.6. Seventh in opponent points per paint. Points in the paint. These Charlotte, for one, has completely turned around from being a absolutely nothing on defense to playing very, very good defense these past few games. 
this Boston's kind of been doing this all year a little bit. They're they're more of a little bit of a de- defensive squad. They play a little bit better on that side of the court. But these two teams are going to get after it tonight. I'm not, you know me, I'm not touching Boston. I'm not. Boston is still eight and twelve as home favorites this season. I'm not laying oh, two possessions with them at all. I think the Hornets are good. I think the Hornets are starting to catch their stride. They found an identity for themselves on defense, apparently, and now they're starting to supplement that with offense and find ways, other different ways to create offense. I expect Terry Rozier to go into Boston and try to have a game tonight. Yep. Now, whether he makes the shot, he's going to take a bunch of shots tonight. That's just a given. Yeah. Whether he makes them or not is going to be up to him. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I do not trust this Charlotte Hornets bench. I don't not Charlotte Hornets, uh the awesome. Celtics bench. Yeah. I don't trust the they have the third worst bench scoring in the league. The third worst bench scoring in the league. There's you're not getting any production, very little to any production out, out of that bench. So with all that being said, I like the scoring of the Hornets more. I like what they do on offense more. They are a second half team, so I believe that if Boston even gets out early, that the Hornets will make it something in the second half. And I'm not willing to fade that. Finish your thought, but I'm going to surprise you with some numbers here. Finish your thought. Okay. I'll take. It doesn't matter. I'm I'm taking the Hornets. It doesn't matter what you say. I'm taking the Hornets. No, I agree with you. Everything that you said about the Hornets, but we've talked about all season long how the Hornets have been a first. uh, Sorry, a second half team. But over the f- past five games, Terrell, I, and I filter this down to first half, the Hornets are number three in the league in net rating in the first half, which they're trailing the only the Milwaukee Bucks, the Denver Nuggets, and number three are the Charlotte Hornets. Now, further in the first half, the Charlotte Hornets are number three over their last three games, averaging 63 points per game in that first half over their last three games. Boston dead last over their last three games scoring the basketball. So Boston is only averaging 42.7 over the last three games of the first half. And uh, sorry, Charlotte is averaging 63. So I, I, this is kind of best bet territory for me or bonus lock Charlotte first half. Uh, it seems like they found something coming out in the first half here over their last five games throw. It just feels like this game is a lock. I really, I, I just, Maybe it's my dislike for the Celtics. I just don't see the Celtics pulling this game out at all. It, it, this is, I I will lock this game up. This is a lock. Yeah, I probably give the first half as a bonus lock here, but um, yeah, over the last um, five games, in the first half specifically, Charlotte Hornets a net rating fifteen point two. Boston Celtics are minus four point seven. So I, I expect again. Charlotte Hornets, I think they fixed their first half woes. We talked about a long season about the third quarter with his Hornets team. Uh, but I think first half is going to be a play for me for the Charlotte Hornets. Currently seeing it at plus two uh, for the Charlotte Hornets um, in this game. And Boston quietly has been a second half team um, over their last three games as well. They're number two in scoring at 63 points uh, on average over their last three games and Charlotte, let's see here, are dead last in their last three games. So kind of have a tale of two halves here, uh, Terrell. Maybe Charlotte Hornets first half or Boston second half might be a, a worth a look um, if your book does offer that. But, yeah, first half for sure here. And you like Terry Rozier tonight? 
to come up and shoot some or get a lot of shots up and score some points. I feel like he's due for a good game against the Celtics. I feel like it's been a long time since we heard Terry Rozier have a good game against the Celtics. So I think he's due. Yeah, let me see how he's kind of done against the Boston Celtics. I know the last time – I know he didn't play well the last time they played in Boston. Um, he, doesn't yeah. have, he doesn't really have too many games. I think it's like only like three or four games he has against them. Uh, since 2019, I mean, I don't think that's really relevant, but I said since, since 2021, uh, he's played in three games, and those were um, all in April. Um, 21, 22 points, 21 points, and 15 points. So I'm uh, currently seeing his uh, points projected or his um, at 19 and a half right now at even money. So, um, yeah, this might be a spot against his former team that, you know, he's going to come out and show out in Boston here tonight. But yeah, I think we're both on agreement about Charlotte in this game uh, for sure. Anything else for this game, Terrell? No, no, that's it. All right, let's move on to the next game. We have the Portland Trailblazers headed to South Beach to take on the Miami Heat, where the Miami Heat opened up as an eight and a half point favorite. Currently seeing the number up to nine and a half uh, and minus 10. Total open 215 and a half, trickled down a little bit to 212 and a half, 213. Let's check the injury report. For both of these squads, um, Miami Heat will be without Kyle Lowry. He is out for personal reasons. Also, Markeith Morris is returning um, with reconditioning. Uh, but everybody else is a go. We saw the return of Bam Adebayo for the Miami Heat in their last game. For the Portland Trailblazers, uh, Larry Nance is out with right knee inflammation. Uh, Norman Powell is doubtful. Uh, for personal reasons in this game as well. Um, and we did see CJ McCollum return for the Blazers in their last game against the Orlando Magic. Start with the side here, Terrell. Um, minus nine and a half for the Miami Heat hosting the Portland Trail Blazers. I mean, the only thing that I hate more than laying double digits, essentially, with the Heat is Portland on the road. I'm I'm just still <laughs> fading Portland. I'm still fading Portland on the road. They're three and eight as a road dog this season. That's absolutely terrible. And the Heat are one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference, and honestly, one of the best teams in the NBA. Yeah, sixth in points per game, 113 points per game, and eighth in opponents points per game, and 103 points per game. So they're still still getting after it on both sides of the court. They're the number one, and these are the past five games, of course. But over the past five games, first in three-point percentage, 39.5%. And they're holding – they're, you know, middle of the road, slightly below average, 16th in opponent's three-point percentage. I'll give the Blazers that they have a blazing fast pace. Mm-hmm. But when you're not making shots, moving at that pace, when you're turning the ball over, when you're making rash decisions with basketball, it just – it, it it doesn't sit well, especially for a Miami Heat team that's going to try to control the game from start to finish, especially at home. I don't think the Trailblazers have a shot. I think I, Anthony Simons is going to have a rough game today, uh, getting that Heat defense and the pressure that they put on opposing guards. It, it might th- make things a little bit rougher for them today. So mm-hmm. give me the Heat. I'll lay the nine and a half which sounds disgusting with the heat, but I'll lay the nine and a half. I do not think Portland is in this game at all. Yeah. Like you highlighted, Portland is the worst team against the spread on the road. They're five and 13 
uh, in 18 games so far on the road uh, as a road dog, like you highlighted also trail Portland three and eight against the spread. And now you're going into Miami where, you know, this team is finally healthy again. And we talked about how when this team is healthy, I know they don't have Kyle Lowry tonight, but I don't think that's going to matter. Um, you still have Jimmy Butler out there. Bam Adebayo is back. Tyler Hero is out there. Um, PJ Tucker, all the guys on this Miami Heat team. I think they're going to smother this Portland uh, Trailblazers offense. Especially now without having Norman Powell. I know Ant Simons has been really good uh, for the uh, Portland Trailblazers over the last couple games here. But now you're taking on a completely different team uh, here uh, in the Miami Heat team with Jimmy Butler back, with Bob Matabaya back. These two teams did match up earlier this season. Um, trying to see how that game ended. Um, yeah, back on January 5th, the Miami Heat won that game 115-109. Um, that may have been a game where there was no... Jimmy Butler in this game. Quickly trying to pull up the box score here. Yeah, so the starting lineup for the Miami Heat was P.J. Tucker, Cody Martin, Omar Yurtsevin, Kyle Lowry, and um, Max Drews, uh for the Miami Heat. Uh, but, yeah, I agree with you, man. I, I think that laying the points here with Miami, I think there's a way to go, especially how bad, with, uh, how bad Portland has been on the road. Any player props or thoughts on the total here, Terrell? No, uh, like I said, I think I'm taking Simon's unders. I think I'm okay. taking Simon under on points. I may dabble in that. He's effectively been the ball handler for them with Dame out. Okay. I like, I think Bam has a nice day. I think Bam is going to get back more more in the rhythm. and I think Bam can have a sneaky nice day here. And then I'm just going to keep, I'm just going to keep it up with the three point shots. I think I think the Heat are gonna get up a lot of threes, and I'll take some stabs at just random three, you know, people to make crazy amount of three pointers, whether it's four or five, just random, you know, twenty five quarter unit bets on there. Yeah, I don't hate that. Um, especially like you said, this team is def- uh, struggling defending the three point line in the Portland Trailblazers. So, um, yeah, I think we're both leaning with Miami here uh, tonight against the Portland Trailblazers. Let's move over to the next game here, Terrell. We have the Minnesota Timberwolves headed to Atlanta, who are on a back-to-back situation, are the Timberwolves. Uh, The line opened up minus two. Currently still seeing a minus two uh, for these two teams. Uh, Check the injury report here. Uh, Nothing submitted yet for the Minnesota Timberwolves, as they did play last night against the New York Knicks and squeaked out the victory there. Uh, For the Atlanta Hawks, Bogdan Bogdanovich is out. Clint Capella is also out for this game as well with injuries. Um, let's take a look at Minnesota on back-to-back situations here. They're three and two against the spread and three and two towards the over. Um, so not much there. I did want to highlight that. Um, well, let's start with the side first and I'll get into the total, but uh, minus two for Atlanta here. Uh, Terrell, what are you thinking? I said it in, during my expert masterful handicap of the Atlanta Hawks last game, I will say myself, where I cashed my dog, I will say, that I said that the Hawks are going to go on a run. I said the Hawks are going to sweep the next three games of the Bucks, Timberwolves, and Heat at home. I am not wavering off of that at all. I think the Hawks control this game. I think the Hawks get the win. I'll lay the two points with them. And it's really this... The Timberwolves have been good but bad. 
and I'll say this: they're both both of them are twenty fifth in opponents' points per game, so they both give up one hundred fifteen points per game. The Timberwolves are scoring the basketball crazy in the past five games. Mm-hmm. First, first in points per game, one hundred twenty one points. Hawks are way low, twenty fourth at one hundred six. But when we look at what the Timberwolves are doing, they're 29th in opponents' fast break points. So they're giving up a bunch of points in the fast break. They're giving up a bunch of points in the paint, 25th in points in the paint. Hawks are actually at 30th, so expect a lot of scoring inside. I don't think I'm going to hop on a lot of threes in this game. They'll probably be try- taking the easy buckets inside. The T-Wolves are 26th in opponents' points off of the turnover. The Hawks are eighth. So the Hawks score their points off of the turnover. Yeah. They, they're, they're, you know, they're pretty solid at forcing turnovers, but that's where they score their points. They get turnovers and they score the points off the turnover. And the Timberwolves give that up. Timberwolves give up points in all aspects of the game. All aspects of the game. So I expect that Hawks team total to come up. Like I expect, you know, that 106 that they're averaging right now, I expect that to come way up. Yeah. I think this game does go over. I think okay. both teams are scoring. I don't think the Timberwolves have anything to stop anything, but I think the Timberwolves are still going to put points on the board. And the Hawks are are just not a defensive team just yet. I think that they'll be playing a lot better defense when they get both DeAndre Hunter and Clint Capella on the floor at the same time. I don't think – DeAndre Hunter is just the boost. Like, he's been the boost for them already. But I think yeah. him and Clint Capella being out there and them having that, that partnership – and being able to communicate on defense, I think that would be something really, really good. DeAndre Hunter will get Clint Capella to play better on defense than he's been playing this season. He's been really bad on defense this season, actually. Yeah. So I'm not changing. I think the Hawks are have some really good pieces. I think getting DeAndre Hunter back is going to be the catalyst, and they're about to go on a run. And so here we go. Hawks minus two, second game of the three. Yeah, I agree. It's, I, I do agree that, you know, both these teams offensively have been playing well. Um, you know, rest advantage, obviously, tonight for the Atlanta Hawks as well. And I think the key really is, is that they got DeAndre Hunter back in their last game. And it almost seemed like he picked up right where he kind of left off uh, for this uh, Atlanta Hawks squad. Uh, now, tonight, like we mentioned, no um, Bogdan Bogdanovich and Clint Capella, who continues to deal with the uh, sore ankle. Um, but Hunter came in the last game for the uh atlanta hawks i'm trying to pull up his game log on what he did um let's see yeah against the bucks he had 20 points nine rebounds two assists one block in that game so you know possibly take a look at deandre hunter player props here tonight as well um without those two guys he's gonna need that scoring help from uh with trey young i'm sorry currently seeing his uh number at 13 and a half for tonight uh for deandre hunter uh, for his points, but I, as far as a side, I do agree with you with the uh, Atlanta Hawks here. Um, this total is really on the move right now. Uh, when I get into the total here a little bit, I took the over last night of the Knicks and the uh, Wolves game, and that uh, cashed fairly easily. Um, but Minnesota is the number one team uh, on the road as a away team uh, towards the over. They're 16 and six as an away team at 72.7%. And everything that you highlight, I think we'll see a lot of easy points tonight around the basket, um, especially no Clint Capella, um, three-point shots. Again, we know Minnesota likes jacking them up. Um, and again, I, I expect uh, Atlanta Hawks, like you mentioned, to get out on the fast break and, and get points that way um, to kind of, you know, booster the scoring for them. So, yeah, let's go Hawks. Let's go over in this game as well. 
I know it's a big number, but it's a big number for a reason here tonight. And I do like the over as well. Any other thoughts for this game, Terrell? No, no, I'm good. All right, let's move on to possibly the game of the night or one of the uh, two games of the night. Uh, The Cleveland Cavaliers head to Chicago to take on the Bulls, where the Bulls are currently a home underdog. The Cleveland Cavaliers are a two-point, open as a two-point road favorite, currently seeing some two-and-a-half and and minus three for the Cleveland Cavaliers here tonight. Um, Let's check the injury report for both of these teams for the Chicago Bulls. Uh, I'm seeing Lonzo Ball is out. Uh, Alex Caruso is probable for tonight as he returns from COVID. Uh, Zach Levine is out with the knee injury for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, the usual names are out. Ray John Rondo, uh, right hamstring soreness and Lamar Stevens is also out with left knee soreness as well. Um, let's start with the side here. Terrell Cleveland uh, laying the two points, two and a half points here against the Chicago Bulls. What are you thinking? <laughs> the Bulls defense is absolutely atrocious right now with the the COVID problems with the injuries the Bulls have got nothing going on defense right now absolutely nothing they're giving up they're 29th in opponents points for the paint 29th in opponents turnovers giving up God knows how many points to who all whoever wherever and then the issue that the Bulls are having is not only are they giving up all these points, but they're effectively anemic on offense. They do one thing well on offense during this span because they're, they're 28th in points per game right now mm. through the last five. The only thing that they do well is that they are first in three-point percentage at 39.5%. The only way that I can see the Bulls winning this game is that they go out there and hit 23s tonight. Now, very much possible because the Cavs are 28th in opponent's three-point percentage, giving up 39.9%, basically 40%. But the Bulls, they cannot score in the paint. They can't do anything without – they're missing two of, their, two of their top three players. And – it's not, it's not smooth sailings for them right now. This is the ultimate get-up spot for the Cavs because they're looking at the standings. They see they're only a game and a half back. They just got a huge win against the Nets to put them in a situation where they're a game and a half back. Right. And now they're playing the first-place Bulls, who decimated by injuries, been hurt by COVID, and they're going, they're going to go in there, and they're going to try to get out fast, which, which they do all seasons – all season, one of the mm-hmm. top first quarter teams, as we talked about, the best first half team. Yep. They're going to try to go out and get out fast. And I'm not certain that the Bulls offense will be able to keep them back in the game after the Cavs get out like that. They're going to give up everything in the paint. Literally, they're, they are going to give up everything in the paint. Because Vucevic isn't doing anything. And we know that we, we talked about they need to go trade for an interior defender. Yep. They have to. Mm-hmm. They have to. They should be sitting there and on the phone with Indiana right now. Like, what do you want from Miles Turner? Let's work something out. Do you want picks? We have, we will, whatever we can get you. We want Miles Turner. It's, yeah. it, it is ridiculous. And mm-hmm. I, short of an amazing three-point shooting day, 
I don't see the Bulls in this game at all. I, maybe they'll keep it close. Do, will the Cavs run away with it? Probably not. Cavs don't typically run away with too many games. But I think they, they'll cover three. So, yeah, give me two and a half. This is the second matchup between these two teams. And uh, Chicago went into Cleveland earlier this year where they dropped that game 115-92. And that was a game where they had Zach Levine. They had um, Lonzo Ball in that game. DeMar DeRozan, I'm sorry, did not play in that game. Uh, and the Bulls did struggle from the three-point line in that game. They were 7 of 26. But five of those seven three-point shots made were from Lonzo Ball and Zach Levine, who you do not have tonight. Um so, again, like you said, I think that Jared Allen and Evan Mobley should have a big game here tonight. Uh, Jared Allen went for 13 uh, points and 12 rebounds in that game, and then Evan Mobley was 16 points and nine rebounds in that game as well for the um, um, for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Darius Garland, a big game for them, 24 points in that game. But, yeah, like you've mentioned, and I've been looking at the uh, first-half numbers in um, for both these squads, and – Cleveland is averaging 58.3 in the first half of their last three games. Um, and Chicago is all the way down. Uh, they're fourth to last, only averaging 47 points in the first half here over their last three games. So I think the auto bet right now is Cleveland first half. And I think that you're right that you hit the nail, hit, hit the nail, nail on the head about the handicap is that Cleveland should have a lot of success inside, right? Um, I know they have Tony Bradley back, but uh, Jared Allen and uh, Evan Mobley should, you know, get what they want inside. They should be able to contain or control the glass as far as rebounding. And look, this Cleveland Cavaliers team doesn't have the shooters, but they're able to knock down some type of shots, right? Kevin Lund comes off the bench. He knocks down a couple three-pointers. Lauren Markin isn't that bad of a shooter. Uh, Even Darius Garland can knock down a couple for you as well. So they both, they have, both the inside and outside work in for whatever reason, this team just comes out and plays well in the first half. So I do love Cleveland in the first half here. Um, and I do love them for the game as well. Uh, this is a, a we're going to learn a lot about this team here. at Terrell, this Cleveland Cavaliers team, because they just played the Brooklyn Nets the other night. They have the Chicago Bulls tonight and their next game is in Milwaukee. So they know that if they want to move up in this Eastern Conference, that they have to win these games against these uh, uh, opponents that are right there with them in the standing. So, yeah, I'll take the Bulls here. To, sorry, the Cleveland Cavaliers here tonight. Also looking at Jared Allen over 10 and a half rebounds in this game uh, for the Cleveland Cavaliers. But, yeah, I think we're both on agreement with the Chicago Bulls here, Terrell. Yep. Uh, anything else for this game? No, no. All right, let's move on to the next game here. Another uh, great game here, maybe game of the night number two with the Memphis Grizzlies head into Milwaukee to take on the Bucks, where the Bucks opened up as a six and a half point favorite. Uh, that number has come down a tick. They're minus six right now. Total opened up at 225 and a half. It's up to 229 and a half in some uh, spots. Checking the injury report for both of these teams, uh, Kyle Anderson and Desmond Bain are out for this game, Terrell. Uh, they're in health and safety protocols. Dylan Brooks is also out, uh, and Killian Tilly is also out for the Memphis Grizzlies. For the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, the only questionable tag right now is Drew Holiday, but everybody else is a go. Um Three big players and three big role players uh, and starters are out for this game for Memphis. Call Anderson, Desmond Bain, and Dylan Brooks. So let's start with the side here, Terrell. Minus six for the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. What are you thinking? So I get 
I get why it's six. I really do. Because Desmond Bain, and I've been talking about it all season, Desmond Bain is pretty much a good majority of reason why Memphis is where they're at right now. He is playing amazing for them. And he's really stepping up. Had 20 fight, 25 the last game against the Bulls. And it just kind of seems like that's starting to become a little bit of the norm for him. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it's really hard to bet against Memphis even when they have players out because they've shown without their best player, they can still go out there and win games. It's super duper like It's super hard. It's really hard to sit here and fade them because they've proven without their best player they can go out there and win games. And now Josh playing in this game, Desmond Bain is not. And you still have Jaron Jackson Jr. And you still have some very good pieces on the bench, like a, a Melton, mm-hmm. you know, who was three for four from three last game against the Bucks team that's giving up a lot of threes to the guard position. Yeah. So does he come in and step in and take those three-point shots that Desmond Bain would take? And does he make a few of them? Probably, probably so. Both of these... The Grizzlies seventh in points per game, the last five, 112. The Bucks are 21st. The Bucks are really. They're both about the same, 16th and 19th in opponents' points per game. Both of them blazing fast pace. Third in pace, last five for the Grizzlies, fifth in pace for the Bucks. But here's where the key is going to be for me. And I don't know how the Bucks found themselves in the bottom five of rebounding. But they need to turn that shit on. Mm-hmm. They, they really, they, there's no reason with Bobby Portis and Giannis in that lineup and Chris Middleton who can go out there and fight for rebounds too that you should be bottom five in rebounding ever. Whereas the Grizzlies are a top ten rebounding team. And here's, here's going to be – this is going to be the kicker. I know it. Grizzlies are fourth in turnovers and first off in, a, in points off of those turnovers. If the Grizzlies force the ball out of the Bucks' hands to in this game, they're going to win this game outright. I don't care who's out. If they force the Bucks into turnovers, if they force the Bucks into playing their style of basketball, they are going to lose this game. The Grizzlies are 15 and 5 ATS on the road this season as first in the in the NBA and the Bucks are 8 and 14 ATS at home, which is bottom 5. And I've said it once. I've said it a thousand times. The Bucks have the second worst score, bench scoring in the league. Over the past five, second worst bench scoring in the league. Their bench does not give them anything. Does not give them anything. At least I know the Grizzlies have, you know, while you may not know the names of players on a the bench, they have people that are going to go out there and score the basketball. So... Okay. Very concerned for the Bucs right now. The Bucs need to, one, you know, get completely healthy and then kind of find their identity again. I'm going to take the Grizzlies in the points. Uh, I was on the other side of this game and, and taking the Bucs at home, but it was more specifically taking them in the first half because uh, there's a significant fall off for this team in the second half of games uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks. So, um, kind of highlighting the numbers in the first half, the net rating, the Milwaukee Bucks are number one 
in the entire league uh, in first half of the last five games, but the straight up record in those five games are one and four. So I think the way I'm probably going to play this is taking the Milwaukee Bucks in the first half um, and then coming back with the Memphis Grizzlies in the second half, because we've also take a look at the points uh, points per half uh, over their last three games, at least um, the Milwaukee Bucks are number four in the entire league at 62.7 um, and averaging 61 points per game at home in the first half. Uh, Memphis is down uh, below average at 55.3, but it's a tale of um, tale of two stories, I guess you can say, in the second half where the Milwaukee Bucks are third to last in the second half at 46.7 points and Memphis is at 51.3. So, um, and there's been something about this team, especially in the third quarter, like we talked about with Charlotte, that Memphis comes out and plays uh, in the third quarters. Uh, over the last three games, um, Memphis averages about 29.7. And I think you uh, highlighted this earlier, Terrell, that the third quarter has been woeful for the Milwaukee Bucks. They're only averaging 22 points in that third quarter. Uh, second to last, right next to other Lakers. So I think the way I'm going to play this, um, uh, I think another game like that Boston game, Take the uh, take the Bucks in the first half, and then probably come back with the Memphis Grizzlies in the second half, or wait for a live line where maybe hey the Bucks get out to a seven eight point, maybe a double digit lead in that first half, and you're able to get a good number uh, on the Memphis Grizzlies uh, on a live for the game. So I think that's how I'm gonna kind of play this uh, in this game, Terrell. Yeah, I love that. I love getting a, and I'm sure like I can see the Bucks still winning this game. So I love getting a kind of a double dip in this game. Yeah. And if the Bucks go out super early, then yeah, get the get Memphis at a 13, 14. If you can get them at 13, because they're already they're already sit at six. Yeah. So if the Bucks come out super early, you get them at 13, 14, hell yeah, smash Memphis. And then when you when Memphis starts making their comeback, and if you can get the Buck, it, even if Memphis takes the lead and you can get the Bucks at any type of points with mm-hmm. any type of points with the Bucks, or get them at a lower number, like maybe a one or a two, three at the most, then hell yeah, go and now you're you're locked in. You got both of those. Now you're locked in. And it's like, all right, if it goes one way or the other, then I hit even. But if I middle it, yeah, if you middle it, you're up. Yeah, I think I really like that the way that um they could probably play out in this game. So definitely uh, we'll have the live screen up for this game uh, for sure tonight. Uh, you said you do like points in this game, right, Terrell? Yes, I do. Yeah, I agree with you there as well. Uh, even without Desmond Bain, there's other guys that can step up for the squad as far as scoring points. And the money has all came in on this over. We're opened up at 225.5, and, and we're seeing uh, 229 and 229 and a half starting to pop up for this game. So, um, Memphis uh, Bucks first half for me here, and then uh, Memphis for the game. Uh, try to find that live number, maybe get a nice middle there, but also like the over in this game as well. Terrell, let's do this. Let's take a quick break here, bud. Uh, we'll come back and we'll get to the second half of the games on this NBA schedule. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. 
WinBet has some brand new bonuses. Bet $5, win 400 in free bets. Win a VIP trip to Shaq's Funhouse in LA. Bet $20 on WinBet's Build Your Own Bet feature. And earn a chance to win a once-in-a-lifetime experience for the big game. You win three guests will receive a VIP experience at Shaq's Funhouse, two nights at Win Las Vegas, a $5,000 free bet at a Win Las Vegas Sportsbook, and $5,000 travel credit. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. For boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. The NFL playoffs are in full swing and prop swappers are cashing in. Like Will from Arizona, who on Sunday night sold his $50, 101-49ers Super Bowl ticket for $500 on PropSwap. Will locked in his profit when he turned his $50 bet into $500. The buyer got great odds and the seller made 10 times his bet. PropSwap has thousands of buyers across the country, so you'll always find the best odds and collect the most money from your bets. Hurry and download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value, a free activity feed to stay in the know with all the big sales and red hot tickets for sale, a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash, and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, coming off of the break, let's get to the next game here. We have the Toronto Raptors headed to Texas to take on the Dallas Mavericks. Well, the Mavericks opened up as a four-point home favorite. The number has come down to about three and a half across the board here. Total opened up at 206 and a half. Uh, pretty much stayed consistent throughout um, the morning here. Let's get to the injury report for both of these teams. Uh, Reggie Bullock and Maxi Kleba are questionable for the uh, Dallas Mavericks with right knee uh, soreness. For the Toronto Raptors, uh, we have Gary Trent Jr. that is questionable, left ankle swelling. And Kim Birch is out for this game. He has a uh, fractured nose for the Toronto Raptors, but everybody else is a go uh, for this game. We'll start with the side here, Terrell. Minus four for the sorry, minus three and a half for the Dallas Mavericks. What are you thinking? Whew. All right. Remember how I said the Hornets and the Celtics was a defensive game. This is a real, like, real live. There's going yeah. to be zero scoring in this game. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be absolute. I would. If this game ended on some college basketball shit, like 60 to 70, <laughs> I would not be surprised at all. There's going to be zero scoring in this game. Mavericks, 20 in the last five games. All the, all, and yes, guys, all these stats I'm giving you last five games. Like, we're, I'm focusing on kind of more recent what's happening right now. Yeah. Yeah. More recent. Mavs, 26 in scoring, Raptors, 30th in scoring. Mavs, first in opponent scoring, Raptors, third in opponent scoring. From the three point percentage, Mavs, ninth, Raptors, 11th. Uh, for second chance points, Mavs seventh, Raptors fourth. Opponent, opponents fast break points, Raptors fourth, Mavs tenth. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Both of these defense, these are two of the top defenses in the whole NBA. Here, yeah, and we're getting them in this game. Now, 
the issue that I have with the Raptors is that they have the worst bench in the entire league. The entire league. They have the worst scoring bench. Now, does that mean too, too much for them? I don't think so because they're the worst scoring team in the league. So it kind of makes sense for the Raptors to have the, wor- the worst bench because they're the worst scoring team in the league. But that typically does, that just doesn't phase them because they literally clamp down on defense. So now we have the Mavs with this new defensive identity that Jason Kidd has brought to them where they're going and they're trying to score. They're trying to stop people from scoring all those points. They go, it went from the mindset that Rick Carlisle had of, hey, if they score 120, we score 130, then we're good. No, they're really trying to shut teams down, keep teams out of 100 points. Yeah. The Raptors have been doing this for longer. I trust the Raptors a little bit more in this spot. The Raptors are a good road team, ATS. And I think that I think all of the options that the Raptors have, because they have a lot of options, especially if Gary Trent Jr. is playing in this game, they have a lot of options. I think that can slightly overwhelm the Mavericks and what they're doing. And I'm I'm concerned. I'm not going to say I'm concerned for Luca, but Luca ha- just doesn't look like Luca. He does. He, you know, he has his moments. He has his flashes, but we haven't seen. I haven't seen it over the course of a full game. It's just more of spurts and here and there. I don't know if he's getting tired out there. I don't know what it is, but I, they just had a really tough game against the Heat. The Raptors did. They played well against the Heat on the road. Now they're going into Dallas. I think they can do the same thing. I think they can make this another close game, if not get an outright win. I like the Raptors in the points. This should probably be a pick. I honestly think this game probably should be a pick. Yeah, I think, yeah, like you mentioned, defense is going to be the name of the game in this game. That Points are, points are definitely going to be at a premium with all the stats there that uh, – Terrell highlighted, I 100% agree with all of that because, again, Dallas is one of the best teams towards the under in the entire league so far this season. Um, you know, for the Dallas Mavericks, um, I'm sorry, for the Toronto Raptors, they've been a pretty good road team so far this season. Um, 10 and 8 against the spread on the road. They're 10 and 7 as road underdogs. Um, for the Dallas Mavericks, not, 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 not great against the spread uh, at home so far this season. 10 and 11 against the spread. Seven and seven as home favorite. So um, I, I think I like the – I do like the Raptors in this game. I agree with the under. Um, man, uh, yeah, th- I wish this number was outside uh, – that four or four and a half. Uh, but, yeah, I think uh, yeah, I'll probably go with the Raptors as well. I won't be betting this game for sure. Um but I think that everything that you highlighted, Terrell, with the uh, defensive standpoint and the statistics, at least over the last five games uh, for both these squads, definitely do love the under in this game as well. Um, would be very surprised if this total or this final score touched 200 points, honestly, in this game. So um, anything else for this game? I don't have much for this game at all, but anything else you have? No, no, I'm good. Okay, let's move on. To the next game here, Terrell, we have the Oklahoma City Thunder headed to San Antonio to take on the Spurs, where the Spurs opened up as a six-and-a-half-point favorite, currently seeing it at minus seven across the board. Total opened up at 219-and-a-half, up to 220-and-a-half in most spots. Um, Checking the injury report for both of these teams. For the Oklahoma City Thunder, um, 
a lot of guys that are on G League assignments that are not in the rotation don't need to go through those names. But uh, Kenrich Birch is the only sorry, Kenrich um, Williams is the only one that is out for the Oklahoma City Thunder. He's in health and safety protocols. For the San Antonio Spurs, Trey Jones is in health and safety protocols. And then Josh Primo is on G League assignment, but everybody else is a go for the San Antonio Spurs. Division matchup here for both. I'm oh, sorry, not a division matchup, but uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, not too far away from San Antonio. Start with a side here, Terrell. Um, minus seven here for the San Antonio Spurs, man. What are you thinking? Don't look now, but the Thunder is starting to score the basketball. They they are starting they're starting to find their touch to score the basketball. Yeah, they dropped 130 I, against the Nets. I mean, who's not? But they yeah, 102 in the last two games against Dallas. 102 is impressive, especially when they, they play yeah, defense. Yeah, and absolutely. Cleveland. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're both are pretty solid defenses. It's very and then even you know 118 against the Wizards. That that's yeah. still very like that's very good. And so I'm proud of them the past four games. And now I feel confident in taking the Thunder on the spread again. Like they, they have been cover artists this season. They've been finding ways to cover games. I feel slightly more confident in taking them on the spread this season now that, that they're kind of finding a rhythm and, kind of, and finding more ways to score the basketball. I do think the Spurs are going to put up points, and that is making me hesitant. Mm-hmm. And I'm liable to change my mind. I don't love the – Thunder plus the seven because I know the Spurs can go out there and score 120 points on them at home. I know they have that ability and I can't say for a fact that I'm just going to completely jump on the Thunder to get back in the one tens. But if they can do anything defensively to slow the Spurs down, anything at all then I think they have a shot at this game, I think SGA is going to have a big monster game this game. I'm all over SGA props. I think SGA is going to have a monster game this game. Yeah. So, yeah, give me give me the Thunder plus the seven. I really don't like it. I don't want to touch this game at all. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame you for backing the Thunder here. They are the second best team against the spread in the entire league so far this season, only behind the Cleveland Cavaliers. Overall, 28-14-1 are the uh, Thunder and on the road so far this season. 14 and seven against the spread. So, uh, yep. you know, they've been covering uh, almost what 66% there um, on the road so far this season. And again, San Antonio as home favorites are six and three, um, 11 and 10 overall at home so far this season. These two teams did match up earlier this year, um, where the, I believe the Spurs won that game 99 to 95. Um, Sorry, 99-94. This was back on November 7th. And I think this was a game where the um the Eagles just both teams struggled to shoot the basketball and make and score points. Uh SGA, five of sixteen from the field. He only finished with 14 points. Near triple double for him. Josh Giddy also struggled from the field. He was three of ten, uh, scored seven points for them. Um, so uh Actually, I'm sorry. The Thunder won that game, 99-94 against the Spurs, and now they head into San Antonio. But yeah, I don't, I don't hate the plus seven here for the Thunder. Uh, I think we do see some points being scored in this game, like you mentioned. That you know, Thunder are starting to score the basketball. We know the Spurs are going to get theirs. We've talked about the Spurs at home this season, at least on the total. Um, trying to get the updated number. Yeah, they're still 15 
15, five and one at home uh, towards the over at 75%. So uh, don't be surprised if we see a lot of points being scored in this game as well, but I will also lean with the uh, thunder here. Plus the seven can't ignore that. They are covering machine so far this season at 28 and 14 on the season. Um, you said you did like SGA in this game, Terrell, as far as player props. Yes, scoring-wise, I think he's at 24.5 points. I, I will buy the over on that. I think SGA puts them on his back tonight. Trying to see if I can find SGA triple-double. Uh, don't see it on uh, DK, but uh, let me see if I can um, get that by the end of the night because he had a near triple-double against this uh, team He uh, when they matched up earlier this year, 14-9-8. and eight. Um, I only see for Josh Giddy. Let me see if uh, 40 to one for Shea to record a triple double on another book that I'm seeing. So maybe sprinkle a little not bit bad. on that. Yeah. yeah not bad. Uh, let's move over to the next game. Terrell, we have the Houston Rockets headed into Utah to take on the Utah jazz where the jazz opened up as a 15 point favorite. That number has come significant or not significantly down, but it has come down to minus 13 and a half. <laughs> Starting to see some minus 12 and a halves. Uh, I'm guessing you guys can tell by the way uh, that uh, Terrell is laughing. No way they opened up his 15 point favorites. 15 point favorites. Yeah. If you got got the Rockets plus 15, God bless you. Oh my gosh. There is no way they opened up his 15 point favorites. This is absolutely ridiculous. And how many times do I have to? I'm going to take it It, because obviously they just want to keep giving me free money. Because they just want to give me free money, and I'm going to take it. There's no reason. Wait, go. No, no. Before I even go into this, please give them the injury report. Please give them the injury report. Oh, yeah. Let's start with the injury report. Sorry, I forgot about that. Good reminder. So let's start with the Rockets. The only two players that are out are not even rotation guys. I'm not even going to name them. We don't care about the Rockets. Or the Utah Jazz. Say who's out for the Jazz. Health and safety protocols, Hassan Whiteside. And Donovan mm-hmm. Mitchell is out for this game in con- concussion protocol. I'm sorry, concussion protocol for Donovan Mitchell. He is out for this game. So now the Jazz are without their best player. So now I'm going to, I don't even know where to start. Jesus, I, I, I just, whew, I give just me the Rockets money line. Okay. Kidding. <laughs> the Rockets money line. Whoa, hold on now. <laughs> don't, don't, don't jump ahead of me. Too. Don't jump ahead of me just yet. Now. Like I said, okay, let's rewind. Let's look at the season as a whole. Okay. You talk, I'm going to take a water break. Yes. Oh, yes. Please do that. It's fine. I got this one. You don't have to say a thing. The Utah Jazz ATS are 20 and 24 this season. They are not the team of last year. They are 20 and 24. Houston, not much better. 19, 25, and one. It's actually pretty bad. In double-digit spreads, Utah is 5-13 and 13 on the year with seven, count it, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven outright losses as a double-digit favorite. <laughs> At home, they are 5-10 and 10 as double-digit favorites with five outright losses. I... <laughs> So the spread, the spread opened up at 15. This is ridiculous. Last five games. Now let's sit here, and this is going to be a tale of two teams. Last five games. Points per game. The Jazz, 16th in points per game, 108 points. The Rockets are third in points per game, 114.8 points. 
going over the three-point percentage. The Jazz, 16th, 34.5%. The Rockets, 40%. That is fourth best in the NBA during that span. During that span defensively, we all know the Rockets can't guard shit. Can't guard shit at all. They are last. 122 (laughs) points per game. The Jazz are not too much worse than them. They are 21st in the NBA in points per game allowed to their opponent at 113. And they are giving up 37.5% from three. That is, no, no. (laughs) That is 23rd. That is 23rd in the NBA. They're giving up almost 40% from three. And then if you look at from the field, they are giving up 49.4%, nearly 50% from the field. That is dead last in the NBA in the past five games. And you are telling me that I am going to lay 12 points with this team where their defense hasn't been playing well. They are without their best player. The offense has been average at best. At the very worst, this game is a shootout and Houston is in the game. At the very worst. At the very best, Houston gets a money line win. Give me Houston plus 12. Like, this is ridiculous that they're doing this to the Jazz. Why do they keep doing this to the Jazz? I get that Houston is one of the worst teams in the league. No, absolutely not. I am completely fading the Jazz in this spot. I just want to know who's running. And obviously, nobody can be running to bet the Jazz because the, the spread came down three points already. And it honestly mm. hasn't come down enough. That's why I really need to say anything. It's ridiculous. I just don't understand <laughs> what the I just don't understand what the, the fascination is with the Jazz right now. <laughs> uh let's see here. I want to see if these two teams have matched up this season. Uh let's see. So they did play Early on in the season, November, sorry, October 28th, uh, Utah Jazz won that game by 31 points. Uh, but again, we've talked about, and I, I'm not even going to say much. Terrell highlighted everything. Let's just take the Rockets and move on. Uh, plus 14, get the best number that you can. Uh, sprinkle on that money line as well. We might have another Detroit Pistons situation here. Uh, tonight, but we'll save that for the pick segment. Um, it, it, no, it, no, not save it for the picks. I don't care whether we picked it or not. You better sprinkle money on the, on you. Seven outright losses as double digit favorites. Five and thirteen and seven outright losses. I don't care who they're playing. They could be playing a college team. They could be playing my high school basketball team. If the Utah <laughs> Jazz are getting double digits, I am going to sprinkle on the other team's money line. The best number I see on the Rockets money line is. Uh, right around seven to one here tonight, plus seven hundred. Uh, see some plus six fifties, but I do see a couple seven to ones uh, for the money line for the Houston Rockets here tonight. So definitely shop around and get the best number on the spread because at least on the spread, I'm seeing some fourteens around and mostly thirteen and a half. But yeah, I agree with you here. Uh, I will back the Rockets team. They're playing like they're they're not playing. How do I say this? Like. There's no pressure on them. They're just going out there and playing ball. That's just what it is for the Rockets. Like because they, they know suck. they're gonna suck. Exactly. Because they suck. Yeah. They are bad. Houston is a terrible team. They are not good. They turn the ball over all the time because they run up and down the court and they're running so fast that they forget to take the ball with them. <laughs> they're literally going so fast they forget to take the ball with them. And it's crazy because this is one of the worst teams in the NBA. But the Jazz 
fold and they are so bad and they do not cover these double digit spreads that whenever you see one, it's just like I have to 13 and five. You are 13 and five if you just faded them in double digit spreads. 13 and five. And you got seven money line wins. All of those money line wins are guaranteed plus 400 or better. No, not even plus 500 or better. Every single one plus 500 or better. And you got that seven times. That is ridiculous. There is something wrong with this Utah team. They are not that good. I don't think they're one of the best teams in in the West. I think this team is a first round out in the playoffs, no matter who they play. This team has to find something. They need to figure it out. They need to get whatever mojo they had last season, and they need to apply it to this season. Because this is... They, they literally have maybe have one of the best continuity rosters of anybody in the league from who they had last season to who they have this season, and they are playing like shits. Yes, I know Rudy Gobert was out for some time. Yes, I know they had COVID problems. Before all of that, they did not look that good. They were winning games, and they weren't doing it pretty. This team is not that good. They are one of the most fraudulent teams in the league right now. I agree 100%. I will leave all that handicapping to you. I would say sprinkle on Rockets uh, over uh, 108 and a half as well here tonight. I know defensively they've yeah. been better the last couple games here, but this Rockets team loves to get up and down the court like Terrell said. So, um, yes. Anything else for this game before we move on, Terrell? No, I'm good. All right. Three games left on the schedule here. Let's go with the Detroit Pistons headed to Sacramento. We take on the Kings where this line opened up as a minus five and a half point favorite for the Sacramento Kings. Currently up to minus six and a half, minus sevens across the board for the Sacramento Kings. Total opened about 220 and a half, up to 222. Let's check the injury report. Uh, Detroit did play yesterday against the Golden State Warriors, so no injury report submitted for them yet. For the Sacramento Kings, Tyrese Halliburton is out for this game. He's in health and safety protocols. Um, let's start with the side here, or let me get the ATS numbers for the back-to-back situations for Detroit Pistons. Um, do not have that in front of me, but let me quickly filter that. Uh, they're three and four against the spread on back-to-back situations, one, five, and one uh, to the over. So five and one towards the under in back-to-back situations uh, for the uh, Detroit Pistons. Let's start with the side here, Terrell, seven points for the Sacramento Kings. I think this is going to be tough for the Pistons because the Pistons have a number of players that can shoot the three ball and the Kings actually do defend the three pretty well. Yeah. However, the Kings just give everything up inside in the paint. Give everything. They just give everything up in the paint. And this has been the handicap for the Kings all season because even through a coaching change, it didn't change. It had nothing. Nothing was any different because of that. So I just think that the Pistons play bad teams kind of well, and they'll lose. Like they'll and sometimes win games against the good teams, but they'll more than off more often than not they'll lose to the good teams. I don't think Sacramento is a good team. I don't feel comfortable laying nearly eight points with Sacramento, so I'm just going to blindly take the Pistons in this game, even though they're coming off of a back to back. Like they have a there. This is a back to back for them. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to blindly take the points in this game because both of these teams aren't that good at all, really. Yeah, And I think that the Pistons, that Sacramento defense is really bad. Yeah, Aside from, you know, defending the three, they really don't do anything else well. So I think that they'll find different ways to score and score the ball inside. Maybe this is a, you know, a fun little Isaiah Stewart game. I think uh, Hamadou Diallo actually can have a really good game because he's, a, you know, likes to slash and get to the basket. 
So give me, yeah, give me, gi- give me the Pistons here plus seven and a half. Yeah, I think that um, this might be a play where you may want to take like Pistons in the first half and then take a look at Sacramento in the second half. Maybe they get some tired legs there in the second half due to the uh, Detroit Pistons. Uh, met rating in the second half for the Detroit Pistons over the last five games is so at minus seven, all the way down to number 25. Sacramento Kings um, in the second half of their last five games, you know, number all the way up to number seven. So probably want to take a look at uh, Kings in the second half. Um, I'll probably wait this out. Definitely not going to be a game I'm watching, but if there is an opportunity where if the Pistons are, you know, down a couple possessions or even maybe have it tied or have a slight lead, I'd possibly look at Sacramento Kings in the second half. But yeah, I don't love anything about this game either. Um, yeah, gun to head, probably uh, Pistons first half and then Sacramento Kings second half. Anything else for this game? No, no. All right, let's get over to the next game. One of the two last games of the night features a two LA team. The first one is going to be the LA Clippers headed to Denver to take on the Nuggets, where the Nuggets are a six-and-a-half-point home favorite. Uh, sorry, that opening line was minus six-and-a-half. I see the number up to minus eight for the Denver Nuggets. Let's check the injury report uh, for both of these squads. For the L.A. Clippers, um, we know about Paul George, obviously. Uh, everybody else is in a Luke Kennard is only questionable tag as he's returning from health and safety protocols. For the Denver Nuggets, um, let's see here. Most of the injured guys are out, obviously. Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. Jermichael Green is out. Uh, but everybody else is a go for this uh, Denver team. Eight here for the Denver Nuggets. Terrell, what are you thinking? Uh, if revenge is not on the mind, I just don't know what to say. I, I don't know what to say. This is the perfect spot to fade the Clippers because they just got, you know, that win against the Pacers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 25 points up 25 and you lose the game is absolutely ridiculous. I know we talk about how the Nuggets struggle in the second half. If they don't get up for the second half of this game, I have no idea what to say. Because it wasn't <laughs> th- that 25 point. Yep. Collapse wasn't far removed at all. Right. This has to be this has to be a lock. Like this is this is one of my locks for this for this slate. Mm. I'll take I will lay I will lay the points with Denver. If the Denver doesn't come out here and blow them out after blowing that game, if they don't get out, I'm sure they'll get out to a lead. Denver is a very good first half team. I'm yeah. sure they'll get out to a lead. If they don't keep up the pressure for the whole second half, like this is absolutely ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I, I just don't I don't know what to say about them. It, it just proves that they just cannot score in the second half of games. And that is way more than any coaching or any player. It is a mindset that they are tired. They do not want to play the second half of these games. Give me the nuggets and the points. Yeah, I'm going to filter this and see where the Denver Nuggets are in the second half since that collapse they had uh, against the uh, uh, LA Clippers. So they've played uh, – let me go back to their schedule. So this was Clippers. Where, so they've played three games since that collapse. And then looking at the second half numbers in front of me, Denver is number three in net rating in that second half now. So I guess they learned their lesson. Uh, they're 18.9 net, uh, net rating in the second half. They're also uh, 
offensive rating in the second half over the last three games, 120.3, which is number five defensively. Um, also tied for number four in the second half of the last three games with the Charlotte Hornets. So it seems like it was a wake-up call for this Denver Nuggets team with that collapse against the Clippers. Uh, I think that this is going to be another game where the Denver Nuggets come out and play ball. We talked about, and you just highlighted how this is a great first-half team. Um, I will stay with that Denver in the first half. A lot of first-half bets I do like today. But, um, yeah, you're right. I think that this is a revenge spot, the ultimate get-up spot for the Nuggets. Clippers coming off of the big or the victory over the Indiana Pacers on MLK Day uh, just uh, fits very, very nicely uh, for the uh, Denver Nuggets here tonight against the L.A. Clippers. Uh, thoughts on the total here, Terrell? Not really. Uh, it's hard to take the Clippers over. I I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that I think – I think the Nuggets can score a lot of points. I think that they keep up the pressure for all four quarters, and they can. Score. This could be a wire to wire win, actually, for the Nuggets. I think they keep up the pressure all four quarters, all four quarters. They keep up the pressure, and I don't know what the response for the Clippers is going to be. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. I think that the Denver uh, Nuggets team total might be the look here. I mean, they gave up 133 points to the Pacers on uh, in their last game. I think that kind of tells you. And again, Denver it seems like they've kind of found something offensively. Uh, they dropped 140 against the Blazers, 133 against Lakers, only at 102 against the Utah Jazz team. But um, you know, I think they've kind of found their stride here. They just had a bad shooting night against the um, the Utah Jazz the other night, 11 of 43 from three point land. Um, but yeah, I think the Denver Nuggets are going to be able to put up points here uh, against the Denver Nuggets. Uh, let's get to the last game of the night, Terrell. We have the Indiana Pacers headed to uh, LA to take on the Lakers, where the Lakers opened up as a four and a half point home favorite. Currently, seeing the line up to minus five for the Lakers. Total opened up at two twenty two and a half, all the way up to two twenty five in this game. Let's check the injury report for both of these squads. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon is questionable. Jeremy Lamb is questionable. For the L.A. Lakers, Carmelo Anthony questionable. Uh, Dwight Howard and LeBron James are probable, um, but everybody else is a go for the L.A. Lakers. Start with the side here, Terrell. Uh, minus five for the L.A. Lakers. What are you thinking? This is the get-up spot for the Lakers. You got to get these easy wins. You have to go get these easy wins. You cannot. You have to get the. You have to get the paces up out of here, especially with no Miles Turner in the lineup and yeah. them shutting Miles Turner down. You have to go and get easy, easy lanes to the basket, score, just get up somewhat defensively, like somewhat defensively, take the ball out of Russ's hands. <laughs> and this is the game where all the road players got to go. And, you know, Malik Monk's got to go some four for five, four for six from three-point line. Austin Reeves got to come give some significant bump off of the bench. This is gonna be. This needs to be a team win, mm -hmm. and they need to dominate this game. If they even want, if they even want any shred of confidence going into this final, this second half of the season, and you know, getting preparing for All Star that's coming up in about a month, and that break, they need some type of spark, yep. and it comes from games like these. Yep. Because the Pacers suck. The Pacers are not a good team. Not a good team at all. Nope. 
these next two, you just got, you know, you got a very, very good win against the Jazz. Well, you know, I think they're overrated, but record-wise <laughs> says that you, record-wise says you have a very, very good win against the Jazz. You have to, you have to dominate the Pacers and you have to dominate the Magic in this next stretch of games because it's going to get significantly harder after that. Yeah, you're right. Rest of the month, the rest of the month, you're, you know, Pacers coming to you at Magic, at the Heat, at the Nets, at at the 76ers, at the Hornets, at the Hawks. This is the last game for the rest of the month in L.A. Yeah. And one, two, three, four, four of those teams have a winning record. Mm-hmm. They have to they have to get the easy ones. They have to dominate the easy ones. They have to get up out of there in and in and out with the win. So I will take the Lakers and minus the five. They have to do this if they want any shred of confidence at all. Yeah, you took the words right out of our mouth, especially looking ahead to the schedule for the Lakers. It's going to get tough, right? They have they they beat the Jazz the other night. They have Indiana tonight. I think they go to Orlando, and there's a tough stretch of games where they're taking on the um, the superior opponents of the Eastern Conference all on the road. Um, and I'm going to go back and look at these this box score. And like you talked about, not having Miles Turner in this lineup defensively, it's going to be huge. Um, the, the Clippers shot the ball well uh, in that game against the Pacers where they scored 139 against them. They knocked down 18 three-point shots. Um, and they had 42 points inside the paint. But I think this is a game where, like you mentioned, this is a game where LeBron, Westbrook, like get to the paint, get to the basket, do what you do best, finish around the basket. I don't want to see jump shots and those stupid um, off-the-backboard shots that Russell Westbrook tries to attempt. You need to attack the basket, attack it all night here against this Pacers squad. So I'll be looking out for that for sure. Um, and again, like you mentioned, man, this is like this is where you got to pile up the wins because you have an Eastern Conference uh, gauntlet of a schedule after the Orlando Magic. So I do love the Lakers here tonight. Um, I do love the team total as well for the uh, LA Lakers here tonight after not a great offensive uh, performance against the Lakers, sorry, the Jazz the other night, but uh, that was just an ugly game where there was no shots falling. But again, again going up against this Pacers defense, uh, I think it's going to be a long night, at least uh, for the uh, Indiana Pacers in this game. Anything else for this game, Terrell? No, no, I'm good. All right, so let's take one last break here. We'll come back and we will wrap it up with our best bets and any final thoughts for this Wednesday night schedule. The fantasy season may be over, but the action is still coming on the Better Fantasy app. Download their free-to-play app today to bet on player props for the NFL playoffs. You can also enter their player prop pools and score big when you win. We love Better Fantasy because we can win awesome prizes and even raise money for charity along the way too. It's totally free to play. You'll earn better credits by completing challenges and use them to place your bets. Better Fantasy is available worldwide and in all 50 US states. Download the app today over at betterfantasy.com SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com SGPN. Since when did sports betting become so rigid? Sports betting is meant to be social. When I picture betting, I picture bootleggers with mustaches tossing bets around in a speakeasy. SoBet is taking the social lineage of betting and putting a modern twist on it by providing a modern platform. SoBet is changing the game with their new product. Head over to SoBet.io and create an account to see for yourself. Through their fully functioning and free web application, you can access a demo of their app which will launch next fall. 
The app includes consensus lines from Vegas. They beat up what other people are betting on and the ability to send friendly wagers to anyone you know via QR codes, text, and links among other methods. No money is transacted on the app and it is purely competitive. Next time you're with your friends watching sports, turn the dial up a notch. Go to SoBet.io and you and see who can win and hit the most ridiculous bets. Users have the ability to place bets off Vegas odds or generate a bet by changing any metric they want, as long as somebody is on the other side to accept. Let's get back to the roots of betting with SoBet. Go to SoBet.io slash SGPN. That's SoBet.io slash SGPN today to join the revolution. And don't forget guys, the SGPN app is now live on the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you access to all of our picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, coming off of the break, let's get into our best bets and lock and dog for tonight. Keeping the same mojo, so that means I will go first here. Um, For my lock, let's go... hmm, Probably we'll give out a bonus lock as well, but um, let's see... I think it was just a game that we talked about. Give me the Lakers minus the five here tonight uh, against the Indiana Pacers. Um, Pacers are reeling now. They're in the trade rumors now. They do not have Miles Turner, probably their best defensive player, at least from rim protection wise. Now I think that Russell Westbrook, uh, LeBron James should be able to get to the rim as well and, and get this victory here tonight against the Pacers. So give me the minus five for the Lakers. For my dog, um, who I think it's going to have to give me the Hornets. Give me the Hornets plus three and a half plus 135 on the money line against the Boston Celtics here tonight. This team is playing well defensively after the bad shooting or sorry, the bad defense that they had early on in the season where they were pretty much an automatic over team, but you know, they're up there in off or sorry, defensive rating um, over the last five games uh, for the Charlotte Hornet squad. Um, they are all the way up to, let me see here. Number three in the entire league over the last three games in defensive rating. We know about the offense, but I've really been impressed with this defense uh, over the last five games, uh, they're also up to number two, right behind Dallas in defense. So I will take the Charlotte Hornets tonight against the uh, Boston Celtics, plus three and a half and plus 135 on the money line uh, tonight on this Wednesday night schedule. Terrell, what do you got? Okay. I'm going to keep the mojo going. I guarantee that they are going to sweep these next three games. So I'm going to go with the Atlanta Hawks laying a point and a half at home against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Minnesota just gives up way too many points. I think this is something that Atlanta can capitalize on. They're starting to feel themselves a little bit. Very, very good win against the Bucs. They had 10 before that. They lost 10 home games in a row. Mm -hmm. A team that is really, really good at home lost 10 home games in a row. So – Give me them to get back on the slide, make it two in a row that they won at home. I will take the Hawks minus and getting the Timberwolves on a back-to-back. I'll take the Hawks minus a point and a half on uh, on the spread there in that one. Yep. For my dog, I mean, I'm just going to do it. 
I'm just going to do it. Give me the Rockets plus 640. <laughs> I just do not trust the Utah Jazz. I don't trust the Utah Jazz. I think that the Rockets can score the basketball. I know that I know they will cover this 13. So I know I'm at the very at the very least I will have some type of win cuz I know for a fact they're going to cover this 13. But don't let me get a money line win out of this too. Because no Donovan Mitchell and it's going to Donovan runs that offense to an extent. Yes, Mike Conley is there too, but Donovan runs that offense to an extent. Yeah. If there if anything is disgruntled or there's any confusion about what is going on without Donovan Mitchell in that lineup, I very much hope that Steven Silas and the Rockets can take advantage. So 13 is just a lot of points. There's a lot of points. I will sprinkle on that. So, yeah, give me the Rockets, my dog, plus 640. And hmm, let's put it on the back of – it's it it's gotta go it's gotta go to Jalen Green today then. Kate Cunningham got me the other win. So maybe they lose to the other top pick and it's Jalen Green. I mean Jalen Green, if he gets going from three, yeah. that's gonna be scary. Now mm-hmm. I don't wanna I want I was thinking Kevin Porter Jr., but i Rudy Gobert in the paint, I'm kinda uh, iffy. But if Jalen Green gets going from three, it's gonna be very, very scary for them. I'm let you know right now. So yep, give me that. All right, so lock minus one and a half with the Hawks for Terrell, a uh, dog of plus 640 uh, for Terrell. You know, I actually do love this also for the Rockets here tonight. Uh, and I'm not, it's not being Homer. It's just, at least against the spread, I do love it, but I will also uh, sprinkle. Anytime Terrell has a dog of four to one or five to one, you Best believe I'm going to be on that as well. So I'm going to sprinkle on that money line as well. Um, I'm going to give out a couple bonus locks here um, for tonight. And I'm looking at some first tabs that we talked about uh, for this game. So what I'm going to do, I'll put it, I'll, I'll give a, let's do this. I'm going to give you the straight picks and then I'll probably put it together in a parlay as well. So give me the Charlotte Hornets uh, first half plus one and a half. Give me the Milwaukee Bucks first half minus two and a half. And uh, let's go with the. There's an over that I really liked. Um, Where'd it go? Which one was it? Uh, Let's go with, yeah, sorry, the Nets and the Wizards in the first half over 120 um, as some um, first half bets there. So if you want to parlay all that together, uh, let's that will be over 120 in the Nets and Wizards. Uh, Hornets first half plus one and a half in the Bucks at home hosting the Memphis Grizzlies minus two and a half. Uh, about close to six to one plus 596. Um, as a parlay on this Wednesday because there's just so many games, uh, but I will be playing those as separate, um, uh, straight bets as well. Anything else, Terrell? Uh, yeah, I'll give you a, a bonus pick and a smaller parlay. Okay. But we'll, we'll just stick it all in one game. The Toronto, I really feel good about Toronto Raptors. I really like them on the road. I'm getting, I'm getting into two possessions, three and a half here. So give me the Toronto Raptors plus three and a half as a bonus lock. 
And then also just parlay that with the under. <laughs> just parlay that yeah. with the under. You're getting plus 250. If you take the Toronto plus three and a half and under 207 and a half, you're getting plus 350. I love it. I don't think that this game gets to 200 points. Yep. I love it. I love that under as well, man. These two defenses are absolutely playing out of this mind. This game is going to end like 88-78 um, between these two squads here in Dallas. So, uh, yeah, 13-game schedule here tonight. Terrell, we give out a plethora of picks, a lot of stuff that we like. Uh, another podcast where we have a dog of above 5-1 to one with the Rockets tonight with Terrell, plus 640. I already do watch all the Rockets games being here in Houston, but there's an added incentive now uh, with the Rockets money line that Terrell is on as his dog. Um, Terrell, any final thoughts, man? And uh, let's wrap up the show and let the people know where they can find you, bud. At really real underscore underscore on Instagram and Twitter. Hey, be on the lookout for me on TikTok. I'm th- I'm I'm coming to TikTok soon, and I think I'm gonna start dropping some pics there. So, be on the lookout for that. SGPN. I'm telling y'all, y'all just if you're not on the wave, get on the wave. If you're just now listening, just know if you don't take nothing from this podcast, fade the goddamn Utah Jazz when they have a double digit spread. If you don't say anything else from this podcast, if if the if the Jazz cover tonight, you know what? I'm perfectly fine with that because guess what? I am still up because that make, would make them 13 and six. <laughs> so yep. I I I honestly I don't think the Jet no. If I and if I get a plus 600 money line, if I break my own record with the Utah Jazz tonight, I'm buying a Jazz jersey off of principle just to fade them in it. <laughs> <laughs> so like come on get bring it bring it all here i want to hear it all villain rail is here and villain rail is go- what that if you're not in the slack channel sg.pn slash slack be in there when this game tips off because don't let the rockets don't let the rockets make this a game late it will no. be absolutely electric yeah definitely our eyes are going to be glued uh to this game tonight between the houston rockets and the utah jazz uh yeah, echoing everything Terrell said. If you're not part of the wave right now, for SGPN, a lot of three, a lot of great things are in the works for this year of 2022. So jump in with us. Um, a lot of great stuff is going to be happening this year, not only all across the NBA Gambling Podcast, but all across the website and all the podcasts that are happening uh, for the network on Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Make sure to download the app, guys. Um, Sorry, head over to your App Store, Google Play Store, SGPN. You'll see the black and red logo there. Do us a favor, download it. Uh, You'll get all the picks and podcasts uh, right there at your fingertips. Also, make sure to check out uh, the website, sportsgamilypodcast.com. Hit that NBA tab, NBA picks. You know, our minds may change throughout the day with injury news and things like that and and things we may uncover. So our latest picks will go up there on the website. So make sure to check that out as well. You can find me on Twitter, at sports nerd eight two four. With that being said, let's have a absolutely fantastic Wednesday night of betting in the NBA thirteen game schedule. Uh, Terrell and Scott will be back tomorrow to tackle another Eastern Conference division. They'll go through the Thursday night games as well. Then Terrell and I will be back to wrap up the week on Friday, and hopefully, uh, if the Rockets win tonight, definitely. Uh, Check out the Slack channel and uh, the podcast tomorrow because uh, so we'll be flexing that muscle 
Uh, good luck with your best tonight. Let's break the book off, books off, go Rockets, and let it ride. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm going to.